You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. You there? Yeah, I just I thought you were going to introduce us today. That was not discussed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> You're listening to The Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hello, and welcome to The Swingdom. My name is Ben Ridner. I'm a 10.4 handicap. I play Cobra Clubs with some Cleveland's thrown in there. I'm here with my best golfing buddy, Gunner. He is an eight handicap. He plays Titleist mm-hmm. Clubs with some Cobras thrown in. We are hanging out on this uh, this Monday morning. No golf. We tried to watch what we can on the Golf Channel this week, but to no avail. Um, how you doing, Gunner? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm doing good. I thought I, for some reason I thought you were going to do the intro this week, but nope. I figure, yeah. All right. Not me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're feeling good about today's show. We've got a lot going on. Um, in the news, in the news this week, PGA schedule change. Yeah. Yep. We're not going to hear that a lot this year. Mm-mm, this first time, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the John Deere Classic has been canceled. It means we're not going to see little tractors as T-box markers. Mm. And uh, if you get a hole-in-one on 15, you, you're not going to win a tractor. Dang. Yeah. But the nice thing is, is we don't have to watch Jordan Spieth hold it out from the sand a million times. Well, that's a bummer because I like, I like watching him play at the John Deere. He gets the crowd going. He does, yeah. I mean, it's one of the places he does pretty well. I don't remember how he did last year or the year before there, but. He, he typically plays pretty well. I think it was 2014 mm-hmm. when he did that, when he crushed yeah. it in. Um, we've got, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the scheduling news. What other news do we have today? Well, Ian Poulter was on the Connor Moore show. Um, Connor Moore, the, the uh, golf impersonator. I thought you were going to say ventriloquist for a second. I, I was. What was I going to say? I was going to say something else, and then I decided it wasn't right. Uh, <laughs> the the beauties of being on video. Um, no. Uh, no. So Ian Poulter's on the Connor Moore show. Connor Moore uh, is now. Is, this is. I didn't see this. Was it actually Ian Poulter on the Connor Moore show, or is it Connor Moore playing Ian Poulter on the Connor Moore show? It was fantastic because it was both. Uh, Connor, <laughs> okay. Moore, Connor Moore as Ian Poulter was interviewing Ian Poulter as himself. Respect. I can respect that. It was hilarious. <laughs> um, they showed some. They showed some clips of him being Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter's getting a good laugh out of it. Yeah. Um, he likes the Ian Poulter voice. Yes. Um, which is good. He does it a lot. Yeah. He really. Uh, God, it's just fantastic bit, but uh, 
Connor Moore had reached out to his social media followers and said, Hey, I'm going to interview Ian Poulter. Um, and Ian Poulter is kind of a divisive character, especially uh, when it comes to the Ryder cup and the American side. Um, he, he plays very well in the, in the Ryder cups. Um, so he reached out to his social media followers, got some questions to ask Ian Poulter. And one of the questions was, if you had to play golf with anybody for the rest of your life, who would it be to make you quit golf? <laughs> so who would you absolutely, yeah, it was, it's a strange question to ask. Yeah. Um, but his response, it, there, was a, there was a couple people in there, uh, Connor Moore being one of them, um, kind of jabbing him back for the, for the impersonations. Yeah, which was funny in itself, but the one that really stood out was Bryson DeChambeau. So if Ian Poulter played with, had to play with Bryson DeChambeau, I would assume for any period, a lengthy period of time, um, he would just up and quit the game. He would say, "You know what? I'm done with this. Golf, golf's been good to me. Y'all can have it back." Did he say why? No, not really. No, he just, they kind of laughed about it for a minute and then <laughs> moved on. And I was like, oh. oh man, just jabbing it. So I don't know if Ian Poulter even likes Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Um, now he did, he did go on a bit and, and kind of mocked Bryson DeChambeau about all the sciencey stuff. Yeah. Um, which I think maybe that's why he maybe finds it annoying. Cause he made a comment about spritzing the ball. Um, with water uh and and i'm sure you remember that when he you know he's testing morning dew by spraying water on the bottle uh, on the ball yeah um but he you know he didn't really go into much detail other than mocking yeah i was just, I mean, I like is it slow play because i mean ian poulter isn't exactly the fastest player no is it, is it just sort of that ian poulter would be focusing so much on bryson's game that it would throw him off kilter or do they just they just have mismatched personalities yeah, I, you know, I I would assume it's the mismatched personalities. And like yeah. I said, I mean, he's just giving jabs at him for the science stuff. Yeah. And the meticulousness of the training. So maybe 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 he likes Bryson DeChambeau and is just just nudging at him through this video. Yeah. Or maybe he really hates him and was uh blasting him publicly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Think, I can't I wait to find out. Yeah. I don't think um I don't think there are many players out there who like playing with, and I'm sure there's a lot of players out there who Ian Poulter doesn't like playing with. Ian Poulter reminds me of like a guy who's not out there to have a lot of fun. He wants to sort of like kick butt, take names. Like I feel like he takes every round as a match play. Like he's always, he always wants to beat the guy next to him. Yeah. Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter seems to be all about Ian Poulter. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's got a family and he definitely like loves his family and he shows that on his social media. But when it comes to golf, I'm not sure he has like a lot of friends. No, no, I don't think so either. I mean, if there was one golfer out there that you had to play with for the rest of the time that would make you quit golf, who would it be? It would be Ian Poulter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He's a great player. Um, I, I hard, hard, hard root against him in the Ryder Cups. Yeah. Um, and 
admittedly in the U.S. Opens because that's ours, and there's a divide between the U.S. and European teams. Uh, so yeah. that car- kind of carries on over to the um, uh, onto the U.S. Open. As a matter of fact, when when I went to the U.S. Open at Shinnecock, uh, there were um, USA chants at Ian Poulter when he came up to one of the greens, and yeah, and I joined in. You know, I'm really, really mad about that as well. Yeah. Oh, he got he got livid. Yeah. I think I personally received a death stare from Ian Poulter, yeah. and and it doesn't help. It was probably the hardest green to play at yeah. the entire tournament that day. Yeah, I get that. Um, but you know what? I it would be Ian Poulter. He's just he's just not my kind of guy. You yeah. know what I mean? And that has you know it's nothing against him. That that's a personality clash, and I can openly say that. Yeah. But between him and Bryson DeChambeau, I have no idea. Yeah, no, no idea either. Yeah. Who would you have yeah. to play with to make you quit golf? It's a two-way tie. Okay. It, it's Brooks and and DJ. Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like Dustin Johnson's a close second for me. Like I would just be like, "So, how are you?" And he'd just be like, "Good." And then he'd sort of like mosey on down the fairway, like walking like he does. With his like half limp and and then Brooks, I feel is is quite like uh just non con like for me, I want to go out there and I want to have conversations and I want to hear stories and I want to tell stories and I want to I want to have like the full on golf experience. Yeah, and I just feel like after two holes of golf, number one, just like the amount they were out driving me mm-hmm. would like would hurt. Well, I think they'll all outdrive you. Nah, that's debatable. They're pros. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's a difference between outdriving me by like 30 yards and outdriving me by 100 yards. Right. I got you. Yeah. So, so for me, it's that. And then it's, um, yeah, I just, for me, it would just be so non conversation. Like, what do you talk to Dustin? Like, hey, man, how's Tor been for the last 10 years? And they're just like, fine. Hey, how, how's the wife and the kids? Good. <laughs> what are you thinking on this next putt? Yeah. Left to right. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Connor Moore, his or his impersonation of Dustin Johnson is exactly that. And is it's it? fantastic. <laughs> Maybe I should talk to Connor Moore. Maybe I should become an impersonalizationalist. He is so funny. Yeah. And but yeah, he he definitely takes the the all's well approach with the Dustin Johnson impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Next on the news. Next on the news, we have the LPGA. Now, this came out uh, a little while ago, but basically just after we had recorded our last podcast. And he, the LPGA has come up with a rule um, they're calling the caddy option. And I guess to curve the coronavirus, they are looking to give the players an option of whether or not they want to bring a caddy for the remainder of the season. And it's not the entire season. It's each tournament. They can choose whether or not they want to carry their own bags. Um, But it's for the remainder of the tournaments. Okay. Um, and I, you know, there's some debate as to whether or not it's going to affect jobs. 
there's some debate as to whether or not it's going to even help curve. I was going to say, let's, let's start the debate with the most obvious question. Mm -hmm. Do you think anybody who doesn't have a caddy will, will win a tournament? I think it's possible. Are they going to uh, keep their tour bags or are they going to go to like college bags? No, they'll probably go to Sunday bags. I would yeah. assume they go to Sunday. I wouldn't carry a tour bag. No. Not I mean, I would because I'm a, I'm a giant man beast who works out all the time. Well, and you'd also just want to carry around a Sunday bag if you had one. Bryson would. Bryson would probably carry around his bag and his partner's bag. Yeah, probably just to say he could. Yeah. And then go and win <laughs> and then go and win a PGA. And then at the end of the tour, be like, hey, I'll see you in the gym at 15. Yeah. <laughs> you trying yeah. deadlift, bro? The <laughs> I mean, for me, this is sort of like I don't think this is going to be a dramatic shift. I think we're going to see immediately how necessary caddies are for the modern game of golf. Mm -hmm. They do so much. Like yeah, they, oh, they absolutely. Keep, they keep up the pace of play. They they sort of keep a logbook of of pin positions and hole locations and and wind direction and they've got all the distances and they try to get that all worked out before their player gets there. Plus they then are carrying like four water bottles and a sandwich and a banana. Yeah. Like they've just well, got if they got rid of the banana it'd be significantly lighter. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> now so i put this on i put this on um instagram as a poll and it's still running as of yeah. right now um but i you know i posed this as is this a reasonable step in curbing covid19 on the tour um and most people are just saying no yeah i don't think it is either i think i think the thing is if you're going to create this bubble village and you're going to have all the volunteers and you're going to have everybody else in this bubble village. Like you might mm -hmm. as well make it big enough for an extra hundred people. Yeah. So yeah, I know like, I know the caddies are worried about them being seen as like the least valuable asset. So that like, okay, we're going to go back on tour, you know, without caddies. Maybe they'll, they'll see that they don't need cat. I think they're going to be like, wow, we need caddies all the time. Like, I, like yeah, I want I think, a caddy all the time. I think they're going to be like, we should probably pay them more than 10%. 100%. So I think this is probably actually a good thing for the caddies to make them carry their clubs for a day. Like Dustin yeah. Johnson looks so weird oh, carrying his, his own club. bag. He looks so weird. He's probably never carried a bag in the last 12 years. But he, 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 he's so big that he yeah. looks like that's like one of his pant legs that he ripped off and just, <laughs> just threw clubs some clubs into. In. Yeah. 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 So we've got some breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, VJ Singh will not be playing at TPC Sawgrass. I know. It's such a bummer. He's less of a turd now. It's a, And to get bullied out of this tournament is silly. I think it would have done more for the Corn Fairy if he played it than if he didn't. Yeah. Especially compared to, like, the guy spot he's taking. So I'm on both sides of this. Like, I, yeah, I don't think he should be playing it because I think, like, it, it definitely means more to a corn fairy player, mm -hmm. but I think it probably brings more to the corn fairy than that 125 guy would bring. Oh, yeah. Could yeah. you imagine if Tiger Woods went onto the corn fairy tour for one event that the, the fairy would be flooded for the next 10 years? 
They wouldn't know what to like. They wouldn't know how to handle it. No, and there wouldn't be enough seats or stands or anything. I can't wait to see if this event is even full. Oh my god! <laughs> if this event's not even full by the time his, it comes around, it makes Schnell look even more of a doofus. Yep. Yep. I'm with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. All right. What else is on the news? All right. So, uh. You may or may not heard of this guy. Uh, he's a two-time major champion and four-time European Ryder Cup captain, Tony Jacklin. Um, is that Tony? Is that J A C Q E U E L Y N? That's Jacqueline. But oh, okay. I was close. No, Jacqueline. Uh, J A C K L Y N N. Jacqueline. I N. Ah. I've heard of him. Yes. As he was he was I. the Ryder Cup captain four times. Yeah, also won two majors. Fantastic. Um, so, anyways, he says he says that Sergio Garcia is the greatest underachiever in the history of golf. Um, and let me tell you that uh, before you give me your take on this, I'm going to give you some stats for Sergio Garcia's ten-time PGA Tour winner. Um, including the 2017 Masters, 16 European Tour wins, 104 PGA Tour top tens, nine-time Ryder Cup uh, team member, and tied for eighth in the 2016 Rio Olympics. Is he an underachiever? No, he's an achiever. Oh, okay. He's not an overachiever. Mm-hmm. He's not an underachiever. He's an achiever. He's an achiever. I like that. I can take that. You know, what's weird about this is that this is all based on expectations. Um, but I, it's almost based on expectations from when he was like 16. So then this is like, my there, question. I've got yeah. one question. Is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? No. No. Mm-mm. Why not? I think in Hall of Fame respects, he has underachieved do i think he'll get in yeah how but many wins think... does he have a lot he has like 26 total wins how many on the I... pga tour 10 yeah i think he's a lock i see see i think he's um... got a players and he's got a masters i think he's a lock yeah yeah i mean look I think we have to step up. So, well, let me back up. Golf's Golf's Hall of Fame is super weird since you can get in while you're still playing. Yeah. Do I think he'll get in? Yes. Yes. I don't think I would put him in right now. And I don't think it's necessarily the golf. I think it's kind of himself. Okay. And I think like... Because he's not beloved by the tour. Yeah, so let's take Phil Mickelson, who is a Hall of Fame inductee. Well, like, number one, that's like, so I was thinking Phil Mickelson, but, like, let's take Vijay Singh. Okay. Like, Vijay Singh has 34 PGA Tour wins, Uh and he's got three majors. Right. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Two majors puts you in the Hall of Fame. Right. Right, like, no matter what, like, two may, like... I, I don't know that though. I don't I don't know that that's I don't know what the criteria for, for the Hall of Fame is. Okay, then better DJ, question. Let's do DJ Singh's also like 
loved by yeah. by most people except Brady Schnell. Okay, uh, fine. Let me let me refer. Let me because just as I said, VJ saying another guy popped into my head. Okay, right, Bubba Watson. I I don't know. I, I mean, he's he's a top. This is I think a hard he's a, question. I think he's like a top six player in the last decade. Do I think he's qualified for the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's got two green Masters jackets. Yeah, I don't know. My, the reason I was going for Phil Mickelson is because of his latest controversy a couple of years ago. Had he not been in the Hall of Fame and he he had gone through all that uh, that financial debacle, I think he would still get in based on the play but let's yeah because he's got like at, he's got like six majors and four right. wins right and that's he's, that's why but i he's think he's the like, second winningest most player in the last 20 years of course like right of course but he's let's in. take let's take sergio garcia who doesn't have 40 wins and six majors no but he's got and, 10 wins and he's got a major and a half but he goes and gets in himself into a um puts himself in the middle of an embezzlement case and fraud. No, I don't think he gets, I think they hold him out for that because the play, the, the encore stuff doesn't trump the off course stuff. Uh, heck all that, all that, that, that stuff he went through with tiger woods. Yeah. The, 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 the vandalism of golf courses that he's been caught up in. I don't know that golf's going to look at him and be like, yeah, we want him to represent us for all of eternity. I mean, so there, there are two people you can't tell the tiger. There's three people you can't tell the Tiger Woods story without. Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholas, Phil right. Mickelson, and absolutely. Sergio Garcia. Agree. Like, those are the three people you absolutely can't tell them without. You have two of those guys in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, you have three of those guys, including Tiger Woods in the Hall of Fame. I think, sir. I think you're right. Sergio's on the cusp. I think if he had a better on-course image, an off-course image, he would he would be a lock. But I'm saying, golf-wise, golf-wise, there's a there's a strong case. Eighty percent chance he's in on the first ballot. Um, he's won more than most. He's got a green jacket and a Players Championship. I think he's. I think. I think when he came in on tour, people thought he was going to be the main adversary to Tiger Woods. Yes, he was going to be that right racking, racking up, and he just he just never could. He, yeah, I mean, the thing is, if I was Sergio Garcia, mm -hmm. I would consider myself an underachiever. See, that's why I don't agree with the underachiever part because it's solely based on that expectation that he was going to take down Tiger Woods. Yeah. That, and, and I like, you know, I, I don't think that's fair. Does, did he achieve as much as he wanted to? No, no, absolutely not. Did he achieve as much as people assumed he was going, going to achieve 20 years ago? No. Has he achieved? Yes. Is it enough for the hall of fame? That's a separate discussion. In my opinion, no. Um, the same as, the same as I would put Dustin Johnson in the Hall of Fame, even though he has 
one way, major. He's got way more wins. He has way more wins, and he's super dominant in WGC events. Yeah. Okay. I then would, maybe. Then I what about Jason? Would you put Jason Day in the Hall of Fame? No. Okay. I don't think Sergio Garcia. Yeah, you can't take. And this is my personal opinion. You can't take. You can't tell the story of Tiger Woods without Sergio Garcia, but you sure can. Uh, you sure can still make a great case that Tiger Woods was the, arguably the best who's ever done it. He is the. I, I don't even want without to say arguably. Sergio Garcia. He's the best who's ever done it. But you could still tell a very similar story and get to the exact same conclusion without Sergio Garcia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm with you. You would just tell a lot more about Phil Mickelson. It's a journalist who shows up and wants to like promote himself at the expense of somebody else. Yeah, which, well, which I just don't. Only, I just don't love as a concept. Like, well, not only a journalist, but a, a previous major champion. Well, no, I'm sorry, not a journalist. I mean, like a spokesperson. Yeah, like somebody who a, has a voice, a talking head. Yeah. People are comparing you to the greatest golfers who have ever lived. Now it's up to you to spend the time and do that, or you can go buy a football team in Spain and practice with them. Football, soccer, football. Yeah. F- football. Cause he like, cause he bought his hometown football team. Yeah. Look, you know what? This would be a much better uh, take to come out with if he were inducted into the hall of fame, like if he, if Sergio Garcia was inducted into the hall yeah. of fame this week and this guy came out and said, I see he's in the hall of fame, but he's basically an underachiever. That yeah. would be the right time to do it. Nothing's going on. You're just kind of attacking Sergio Garcia. And I also like, I think they're a bigger, little weird. I think there are bigger underachievers. Like when I think of underachievers on the PGA tour, I don't think of major winners because no. I think that's the goal. Like overachiever on the PGA Tour, Danny Willette. Oh, way, way overachiever. <laughs> like, like overachiever. Like, and I hate throwing him in here, but like Keegan Bradley. Absolutely, I love Keegan Bradley. Yeah, monster of a guy up close. Monster of a dude. He's got five tour wins, and he's he won a major in his rookie year. Yep. But like, when you win a major in your rookie year, everybody's like. Where's where's the next one? Yep. And he had a hard time sort of coming back to that. I mean, you could I mean you could sit back and say Rory McIlroy's an underachiever. I I wouldn't. He's had like six years to finish the slam. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're talking about the career slam, sure, yeah. but like he's underachieved at the Masters every year since 2012. My biggest underachiever. I love this guy. Biggest underachiever in golf, in my opinion, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I mean, once, like, but that's the thing. It's like waiting for a major. He's won the players. He's won Quail Hollow. He's won at Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. Like, he needs a major. He came he in the top five. Desperately. He needs one desperately. But as he soon as you get one. He came in the top one, five in all four one year. I think that's the thing. I believe. Is if you're, like, if they're talking about you as if you're one of the best players who doesn't have a major, mm-hmm. then you're an underachiever. If you're That's a good right. player who has a major, you're an achiever. Sure. Like, and then if you're like Rory McIlroy, uh, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, 
you're a bit of an overachiever. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I've got this. Number one unachiever of all time. Jack Nicholas. No. That's that's our next podcast because I'm gonna argue with you so much. No, we're gonna he's do number a, one underachiever. No, we're gonna have a we're gonna have to do a bonus podcast to just argue this point. I, there, I only have there's only one thing I'm gonna say. He's got 21 runner-up finishes, second places in majors. You're ridiculous. You're a ridiculous human. How does that make me ridiculous? He's not an underachiever. How how could you sit there and say Jack Nicholas is an, this is why we need a bonus podcast because I'm getting mad. This is <laughs> there's no way that Jack Nicholas would ever be considered an underachiever. Nicholas holds the records for most runner-up finishes finishes in majors with 19. What if he had 37 majors? He'd be better. He'd be the greatest player of all time. He like people already consider him the greatest player of all time. And he's got eight, eighteen. No, it would be undisputed. Absolutely undisputed. So if he had thirty-seven majors, it, it, unstoppable. The end. The end. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you look at the if you look at the entire career at the end. And you say to yourself, Mickelson, uh, Nicholas came in, Jack Nicholas came in second place 19 times. He's come in second place more than he's won majors. Like, we're like Ricky Fowler's an underachiever because he placed in the top five in four majors in a row and didn't win one. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do. I guess we'll do a bonus pod. Yeah, we're gonna have to, cause, cause I know I know you're itching for a conversation. And I'm itching to give you one. <laughs> I know you can't be like the maximum achiever and still be an underachiever, but I, I feel that way. And you can't also throw this conversation into the news segment. So okay. we're, we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do another one just just on this. Just on underachievers. Yeah, I'll do. Let's do an underachievers podcast. Let's okay. do that. Yeah. All right. And then the last thing on the news, um, this is my favorite thing on the news. Uh, this, this shocked me, completely shocked me. Um, this is from golf.com. Apparently, Tiger Woods, all right, so Tiger Woods played for Nike for a long time. Uh, one of the, the biggest revelations in, in, you know, in equipment has been Tiger Woods coming over to Bridgestone Golf to play with the Bridgestone Golf Ball, right? Yes. He plays tailor-made clubs, but there was this huge deal in him going with the Bridgestone Ball since Nike quit making equipment. Yeah. It turns out Bridgestone has been making Tiger's Golf Ball for almost 20 years now, <laughs> and they've just been stamping the Nike logo on the ball. Really? Yeah. So, How do you pull that off? Briefcases. All right, so I'm just going to read you this little excerpt. During testing, Woods blew through numerous versions of the tour accuracy, carefully detailing its shortcomings for Devlin and Hideki Rock Ishii 
a Bridgestone golf engineer who was actually bringing the ball to life. Woods confirmed earlier that this year, Bridgestone made his Nike ball for nearly 18 years. Uh, Devlin and Ishii spent countless days and hours crisscrossing the country with prototypes in suitcases, sometimes interrupting vacations. Um, and they would go to wherever Woods had time to put the latest version of the ball through their, uh, through their paces. So Tiger Woods is getting a Bridgestone ball Putting the having the Nike logo stamped on it, and I would assume this is probably for Nike's uh, profit purposes. You know, Tiger Woods says, "Look, I'll play strictly Nike for millions and millions and millions of dollars," and then comes to Nike and says, "Look, guys, your ball sucks." Yeah, I. I like this other ball. You let me put your logo on this other ball. Nobody will be the wiser. You'll still make a ton of sales. I cannot win with your ball, and you're paying me to win. If only they had put that Nike stamp on that Scotty Cameron putter and let him putt with that putter for those three years. (laughs) I thought that was incredible. It doesn't. The thing is, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. You're not surprised. Um, no. Number one, it it. Remember, I was talking about Mira Golf Clubs. Mm-hmm. So, there's been a rumor going around for I guess 15 years or just yeah, just about 20 years or something that Mira Golf Clubs because he has such a pure way of forging his irons, mm-hmm. and because he's like a Japanese master. Yeah that he forged the heads for Tiger Woods's Titleist clubs in the late 90s and then sent them over to Titleist. Oh, I I wouldn't be surprised about that. Yeah. And then Titleist like stamped their own but they're not they're not Titleist clubs, they're Mura clubs with Titleist stamping. Well, see see I in my opinion that would be a little different though. You're kind of just giving the specs to a club maker. And it, But US but you're you're titleist. You're, you're, you're a club maker. You're advert like Nike's advertising the golf ball and saying this is the golf ball Tiger Woods wins with. And then it, like it's false advertising. Titleist is going out and saying these are the clubs Tiger Woods wins with. But they don't come from any Titleist factory. You can't go to Titleist and get those clubs. You have to go to Mura and then get them stamped at Titleist. Like, and if you got, if you brought, if you Gunner Kane brought Mura clubs to Titleist and said, "Hey, can you stamp like some TWs on this and put the Titleist on it?" I'd be like, "No, like those aren't our clubs. Like we're not going to brand those clubs. Like this is the amount of power that Tiger Woods has." Like yeah, Titleist I- found it in their best interest to be like. We'll give you whatever money you want to make these clubs. And then, and yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. Well, see, I'm just a little indifferent on the, the clubs versus the ball thing because the ball is accessible to consumers. Everybody went out and bought Nike golf balls just because Tiger Woods was playing them. The same way they're you know getting people to buy Bridgestone balls just because Tiger Woods is playing them. Yeah. 
Now, I mean, imagine imagine that shot on 16 where it slowly rolls into the hole and it's like every Tiger Woods' Nike commercial. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that was a Bridgestone B. Oh, it'd be fantastic. They, they, it would be the my, end of Pro V1s. My point about the the it would be the Mira clubs though is that we all assume that every PGA professional's club is so custom, so customized that there's it doesn't no way matter. You're getting, there's no yeah. way you're getting. There's that no off way the to rack. get it. Not a chance. Okay. Not a chance. I sort so. of feel the same way. Like I, that's why I don't really play like Pro V ones or Pro V one X's because I'm like, this ball is sort. It's out of my league. Right. But you can still get it. Yeah. It's not but, like they custom make. They don't custom make the ball. The only customization that they do is put stamps on them. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Like I was saying, like if if that was a Bridgestone B instead of a Nike swoosh. Mm-hmm. Pro V ones would have would have dropped off the map. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I like Nike resin golf balls, and I, I, you know, I like finding Nike mojos. They make me laugh. Mojos are a good ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in the news? No, that's it. That's it for the news. All right, we're gonna go to a read. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. Hey, Gunner. Yeah. Gunner. Yes. Gunner. Yes. Can Can you hear me, Gunner? I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, maybe I need a hearing aid. Probably. Maybe my hearing is going from wearing these headphones and doing podcasts all the time. Listening to <laughs> loud music like my parents told me not to. Well, you know what? If you live within, let's say, a 14 to 21-hour drive from the New Jersey shore, (laughs) you should stop in or call Joseph Ridner at Beltone Hearing Aid Centers, Jersey Shore Hearing Aid Centers. Um, The great thing about Joseph Ridner and his hearing aid centers is they'll give you a free test. You know how I know they're free? How? Because he's given me a free test. What? Yeah, and because we're family, I know he would have charged me 20% more. But you can't charge 20% more free. (laughs) You can't. Nope. Free is free. Free is free. So if you want good hearing aids, the latest hearing aid technology, you know you can connect your Bluetooth phone to your hearing aid now? For real? Yeah, for real. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you can just like have a hearing aid in and talk on your phone using Bluetooth. Wow. You know, you can, you can like adjust the volume from your phone. So when your wife's yelling at you, you can turn the volume down. So it's not as loud. That works. If you're getting hearing loss from hitting too many balls at the driving range, you need to go to Beltone hearing aids at Jersey shore hearing aid centers, find Joseph Ridner, get your free test Get a fair-priced hearing aid today. Use the code GOLF. Use the code GOLF. Call 732-888-9000 and schedule your hearing aid test. Code GOLF. Code GOLF. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. 
I like the ranty reads. Ranty reads are good. Uh, they're funny. I like reading things. Yeah. I just feel like I, you know, I don't, I don't mind the little mistake here or there. So that's like, I'm okay with that. I just feel like there's a lot more personality when we do them. All right. I like this face shield right here. Um, you can see it on my video. This yeah. uh, pop filter. Yeah. Cause if I put my mouth real close to it, I can yawn and you can't see me yawning. Oh yeah. Okay. People know they're just going to see me yawning. I'm hoping they don't see me glistening cause I'm just sweating my butt off. It's hot. It is toasty. The weather here, it's like 80 degrees and sunny, and everybody's like, it's too hot. I'm like, go to Virginia in the summer for a day. Oh, I know. I was I was going to play golf with a, a friend of mine. There's kind of a like a private course near him. Okay. So, so is it called Lake distancing. of the Woods? No, no, no. He's, he's up in uh, northern, northern. He's up near D.C. Um, and social distancing would have been a problem and I would have felt a little bit more comfortable with it. And, uh, he refused to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go play golf. And here in Virginia in the summertime, that's basically the only time you can go play golf is 6 a.m. Unless you bring two gallons of water. Right. Because by 9 a.m. Uh, you're going to get it. Yeah. You're going to get a heat stroke. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's so gonna to play at noon. You want to play at noon? Yeah, I was like, no, I'm not ready to die today. Like my, I don't want to burn my earlobes off. Right. So, Gunner, hilarious. Yeah, there was no golf this week. Nope. I watched the Slam. Me too. It was not great. It wasn't great. Was it good? No. Um. It was interesting. Well. <laughs> Do you just want to get into this? Because I got a lot of things to say about this. So I made the mistake. So I watched the slam. Uh-huh. Right. And then I went right into watching The Last Dance. Yeah, the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah. And parts. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, that was a mistake. That is definitely a mistake. Because I was like, oh. Because I was like, oh, this Tiger Woods is documentary. Like, it's pretty good. Like, we're gonna watch him is it crooked stick i think so valhalla i don't know i don't Big even time know golf courses yeah it was it wasn't good enough to remember no that i think that's the problem like like yeah it wasn't as in-depth as i imagined it to be right. it was only an hour long so after commercials that's only 44 minutes mm -hmm. they spent the most amount of time on the usga with bob may yeah i would have rather watched a bob may documentary to be honest <laughs> yeah i thought Look, it was like a bob may documentary halfway through that bit. yeah for like 30 minutes yeah the, they, they sit down and they talk with bob may they don't even talk to tiger like at least in the last dance like all you're doing is hearing michael jordan from his own perspective yeah which is so good yeah yeah so it was super weird because you know, the last dance had come out and originally the last dance was supposed to air, um, during the NBA finals yeah. here in the U S and, um, so it comes out, you know, it's, it's being released two episodes at a time. And then the golf channel all of a sudden has this tiger slam 
They're promoting um, it like crazy. They're promoting it like crazy. And basically, you know, without saying it, I guess, but a lot of media outlets were saying it right on the nose. This is the Golf Channel's response to to the last the dance. last dance. Yeah. Right. So I went in there. I was like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get in depth in Tiger Woods. Yeah. Bef- no, we didn't. We no. just saw the same footage we've been seeing for twenty <laughs> years, just kind of touched up a little bit. That mm. sucks. I've already yeah. seen. I already know it happened. I already, I already saw the Tiger Slam various times in the past two decades. I don't need this. If it was, if it was the Last Dance version, Tiger Woods. Yes. Yeah. Give me I mean- that. I've got my own commentary, like on the last dance. I didn't like that it didn't get into any of the personal life stuff. Uh, it it was it was about the team. It, it was, was definitely a, about the team. Yeah, it was about Michael Jordan, like willing people to win a championship. Like at and no you know point did they did. talk to his ex-wife or even his kids. No, and I, I don't. You know, I don't think that's that's what I w- went in there for. It, yeah. The most personal life I care about Michael Jordan is his family in space jam that <laughs> that's what i care about when they go and steal his basketball shorts the looney tunes do yeah i'm in on that yeah and look, that's nine straight episodes we've mentioned space jam you're yep. welcome you're welcome now, space jam you're welcome listeners because space jam is a great movie <laughs> so listen it has everything you want now uh hbo has come out and said oh well we actually have a last dance version mike uh version tiger woods yeah basically in the can we're gonna release that and i'm like well golf channel has really you know messed the bed on this yeah really so this is my question can you tell the Tiger Woods story without the personal drama that happened in 2008? No. You can't tell it without that. You can't tell it without the 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 car crash and you can't tell it without the uh the um back injuries. Obviously you have to get into the back injuries, but that led to a lot of stuff. We've well, got to get into the knee injury first. Yeah, yeah, because there's a yeah, ton but, of speculation around how the knee injury happened that he won't talk about. Yeah, and I at least want 30 minutes on the broken leg. Yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, Tops. minimum. Mm-hmm. I, I can't decide. I want a lot of time on that. Well, that's like in the Hank, Hank Haney has a book, and he basically said that that Tiger Woods would go to Navy SEAL and Marine training. Mm-hmm. Like he would. There's a lot of weird stuff about Tiger Woods and and the and the military. Yeah, that isn't discussed yeah. a whole lot. No. Um, and I'd like that perspective too. Yeah. Let's get yeah. into that. Don't show me. Don't show. I know he he had all four majors. I know that. I've seen yeah. that. I saw. We've seen it a million almost, times. I saw it when it happened. Yeah, when he's running in on that putt on like the first playoff hole, and he's like running and pointing. I've seen that a million, million times. I bet you every two years there is some sort of special somewhere on the Tiger Slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even that. It's anytime there's a major, 
they do like the greatest moments of the major and at least three of each one is tiger woods it's either tiger woods and like two of those are the tiger slam yeah come on let's let's like they all yeah because they always talk about his domination at pebble beach Mm -hmm. always talk about his domination at pebble beach they always talk about his um isn't that is that the one where he hugs is i think that was the first one where his dad wasn't there wasn't it i think so yeah so they talk about that at the masters usually um it's yeah, like it's, it's yeah it. it's, the, it's the only pga where yeah yeah we've seen it we've seen it a million times and then like the the commentators weren't great it didn't go in depth it didn't like make you feel like you were part of it you just felt like you got 10 minute section you got eight to ten minute sections on each one and that it's just not enough no if you it look if it was a five-hour documentary on the tiger slam yeah. and everything that went into it yes yeah fine that's different i'm in on it an hour on the tiger slam seen it no i think fine. i think they should even take like the last dance motive where like it's like what it took for him to win the 2019 masters juxtaposed against his entire career absolutely look like that would be amazing we, we see the inside of tiger's house now because he's doing all these zoom videos yeah you know just sit there interview him who cares yeah. do that have you seen any of the videos where he's like correcting people's swings yes oh, they're funny. have you seen they're good i also like the tiger isms yeah the one where he just makes words up about what happens to a golf ball <laughs> that's that's basically that's basically a um that's that's the inside look on tiger woods that everybody needs can i say something that not everybody's gonna like and isn't golf related at all sure i love dennis rodman yeah i love dennis rodman who doesn't like dennis rodman his basketball acumen mixed in with his ridiculous lifestyle and expectations made me love him yeah all right that's it I'm i just wanted to say that i agree i think people sort of get mad at him because he like hangs out in north korea yeah but that's now yeah he was he got the boards you know what i mean no, no i mean like Come i on. still love him like he's doing all sort of like weird hand gestures and like oh, he's, he's like and then he's like, like they him. shoot and then it goes whoosh and then i go whoosh, and then whoosh whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. That's exactly then, what I'm talking about with Tiger I was like, Woods. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm. Yeah. That's a, like he's talking to Jason Day in one of them. And I hope I get the word right because it's kind of silly to say, but Jason Day hits a shot and he sees, he's, he goes over and he says, Yeah, I, I really like that one. That had a nice little bloopsie to it. And I was like, That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> bloopsie. Yeah. Or you got to <laughs> sploosh it out of the sand. He was like, Oh, yeah. You know, I turn my hands on. It was just automatic I just yeah, that's all he's huh. doing. Yeah, I like that. It's fantastic. Well, I'm gonna go I'll sploosh we'll some stuff out of the sand. Yep. Yeah, I'm. You know, it's a sploosh shot. I'm yeah. Like, well, I've never heard of that. Nope. I'm gonna try it though. I'm gonna work on it. I'm with you. I need that in my bag. What's next? Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. How excited are you for Colonial? Oh, I'm pretty excited. Are we gonna do a hot mic for for the Charles Schwab challenge? Look, so uh, I put this together and some people were saving it. So I don't know if this had come out because uh, I, I did a ton of reasons. You know, I like the number stuff, right? Yeah. And all the data. So I, so I went 17 found, of the top 20 players of the FedEx Cup points are going to be there. 
yeah, and and seven of the top ten world golf, yeah, world uh, world official golf world rankings are gonna be there. On average, there's only three. Yeah, um, that's pretty exciting. We and we had speculated this in the last show that there would this would be the biggest venue that uh, Charles Schwab had ever seen. Yeah, and that was dead on. It was pretty cool. I mean, for me, like the most, the most interesting thing isn't going to be the play. Mm-hmm. Like I am so NBA and NHL are like, let's go straight to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Normally, PGA players are like, let me pick and choose where I like to play. Let me go to courses that fit my eye. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's, uh, you know, let, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. It almost feels like a sprint since now the it's a sprint. Canceled. Right. Now, like, right. There's like four tournaments that aren't majors that count towards your FedEx Cup points. Then you go straight to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like when there's normally 16, you know how for this is a sprint. This is going to be fun to watch. The best players in the world have to be there, or else Sung JM is going to win this thing without any competition. Yeah. I'm like, I think that's what I'm most excited about is that every tournament is going to feel like a major. Every tournament is going to have so many more points. Every tournament's going to matter. You're going to have to see the best golf from the best players. If Brooks Kepka ever wants a FedEx Cup title, mm-hmm. he's got to start taking it seriously now. Yeah. Like, this is probably his best chance. Oh, yeah. It's. It's basically everybody's best chance. It's it's Ricky. It's his well. It's his best chance to get a FedEx Cup. Yeah. Ricky's best chance to get a major. It's Phil's best chance to close out with the U.S. Open. Yeah. It's it's Tiger's best chance to to break the the all time re- wins record or to repeat the Masters or to repeat the Masters. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's Rory's it's best chance of the Masters. Yeah. It's everybody's best chance. He's gonna win it. It's everybody's best <laughs> chance to get what they've been struggling to get. You think Rory's this put himself put too shot. much Yeah, you think Rory's put too much pressure on himself to win the Masters already? No, not anymore. He already said he was going to win it because there's no more pressure. You think they'll, you think there'll it. be fans at the Masters? No. Go get your green jacket. <laughs> you better they better have his size in the closet waiting. Rory, get it. Win it. I mean, if Bryson DeChambeau wins, you know, you know they're going to have to like let out the arms before they put it on him. I'm going to freak out. <laughs> no, I just want to see I'll Matt Wolf flexing before he puts on his green jacket. Yeah, like he opens up the, like he tugs on the the sleeve a little bit and says, "I don't know if these guns are going to get through that." Yeah, then he'll be hated <laughs> forever. But he'll have to have Dustin Johnson standing next to him. Yeah. I'd be like, DJ, what do you think, man? Do you think my arms can get through that? It's a little tight. Yeah. I'd I want to see it. DJ win because I know, like, the sleeves are just going to come up to his elbows. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to look like a T-shirt for Dustin Johnson. <laughs> no, they tailor – from what I think, you know how they – how how um, there's they, a good, like, 30 minutes before this actual – uh, I don't think they tailor it. I think they probably have like they probably have the they sizes have of the top ten. Well, for Dustin Johnson, they're going to have to have a seam, uh, uh, a seamstress, <laughs> a seamstress, or a tailor on 
on hand to just quick make it. <laughs> They're going to be like, no, this is going to be a real bad look. Somebody go get like Tiger's fourth one out of his locker. We're going to need some more fabric. Or it's going to be like, or, <laughs> yeah, or it's going to be long enough, but it's going to be way too big and it's going to look like he's wearing like six bulletproof vests under his, it's gonna, under his it's jacket. Look like, they're like, oh, I guess that's John Daly's that they couldn't. Yeah, run. they're going to have to like, pin they're gonna have to like close pin the back and they're gonna say look no, not john Dilly, don't john Dilly doesn't have one yeah don't turn around <laughs> on camera that'd be hilarious it has like binder clips pinching the back it's gonna be great yeah now i kind of want to i kind of want him to win but he's not going to because rory mcelroy is winning the career grand slam this year mark my words okay I, that's I, what i'm calling it i'm with you I would like him to win. I'd also like Tiger. I'm going to go Tiger and Rory versus the field. For sure. Yeah. That's that's solid. Okay. And hot take, Ricky Fowler's winning the 2021 Open Championship. Okay. Not a bad that's hot it. take. That's my call. 2021 at, at Royal St. George's? Yep. 2021 Ricky Fowler Open Champion. Calling my shot. All right, let's do it. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. Hey, Ben, have you been working out lately? Yes. Good. Hey, do you have any like protein powder or, you know, vitamins or some supplements? So I, I just ran out of protein powder. Oh, man. Well, I got a perfect place for you to go. FNXFit.com. Use promo code GOLF. 15% off. They have a huge selection of proteins, of supplements, vitamins. They have everything for energy, for working out, for staying healthy. Go check them out. FNXFit.com. F-N-X-Fit. F-I-T.com. Use code GOLF, G-O-L-F, 15% off. And if you spend $99 or more, Shipping is absolutely free. So go check it out. Check it out. Check it out. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunner Kane. So here's my would you rather. Would you yeah. rather... Hold on, I forgot it. Give me, give me one second. I had it. What were we talking about before this? Dang. All right. Jack Nicholas is an underachiever. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. Would you would you rather be in the Hall of Fame of your sport and be forever labeled as an underachiever, or would you rather be labeled as an overachiever and still never make the Hall of Fame? Like, so you're that last part. Let me explain that last part. Yeah, it doesn't really. I'm trying to figure. Yeah. So if if you had zero expectations, let's say coming out of college, and yes. you you were moderately successful or highly successful in your sport, despite no expectations, nobody thought you were going to make it. You were successful, but still not good enough to make it into the Hall of Fame. Which which one? I think I'd rather be I'd rather be in the Hall of Fame and be an underachiever. 
Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Because to get into the Hall of Fame, you have, to, you have to achieve quite a lot. I think if the, expect, if the expectations were pretty high for you to begin with, and you come out like as a zero, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to like, like Brandel Shambly, mm-hmm. like came out of college, great golfer. Nobody had really any expectations for him. He wins, I think like twice on tour or something. He wins on the Corn Ferry yeah. tour. Um, Web.com or whatever you want to, whatever gonna, it he's was. He's still going to make this... it to the Hall of Fame as a commentator. Is he though? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I just made that up. Um, yeah, I'd rather be. I'd rather be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I. I. You know, I'd have to agree. Um, the Hall of Fame is a is a special place. But you know what? It would also. I think they'd both be neat. I think yeah. I would just prefer to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You would you rather? Would you rather? Have four major championships that are not the Masters. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's just say, for example, you've won the 2012-2014 PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. You've won the 2011 U.S. Open. Uh-huh. And you've won the 2014 Open Championship. But you haven't won the Masters yet. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have one major and have it just be the Masters? Three majors, four majors, the four majors. And not a Masters? Yeah, for sure. Really? I still get to play in the Masters. Yeah. The Yeah. Like, so, so you're, you're saying-, saying I get, I get the, the U.S. Open... I'm saying you would you rather be would you rather be Rory McElroy or Bubba Watson or yeah or Patrick or, Reed or Patrick Reed uh, Bubba uh Rory McElroy for sure <laughs> <laughs> No, I would I would prefer to have four mass uh four four majors and no masters. Now do I end my career with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think like I was going to do it with like sort of I was going to do it with Arnold Palmer's numbers because he has I think he has nine. Mm-hmm. He's got like four Masters, two or three British Opens and like two or three. I think I think he's got seven or nine. I think he's got seven. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase it. He has seven. Yeah. And no U.S. Open. Yeah. No U.S. Open. Like Phil Mickelson. The original Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Phil. And I was sort of like, well. I know how much you love Augusta. I know how much like the Masters isn't like is the lore of PGA golf. Yeah. Like it's not a PGA event. It's an invitational. It's like an entire week of fun. You do the par three, you do the practice round, skipping it over the water at 16. You get to like decide what you want for dinner the next year. You're gonna have like ice cream cake for dinner. And, right. every, and you have to like make Jack Nicholas eat it. Mm-hmm. Or, I'll tell you what. <laughs> or I tell you, go ahead. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, or you sort of like, you've got your name on, you know, the uh, the Wanamaker Trophy. You've got your name on the oh, what's the British pitcher called? Um, what's 
you know, you're the championship golfer of the year. It's the claret jug. The claret jug. I was just letting you work through that. Sorry, I would have. I would not have gotten that. It would have been another I, ten minutes. I have never heard of it called the the British Open jug. Pitcher, or pitcher. <laughs> so what it is though. You like pour. It's like you pour things out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, look. Let me let me tell you. If you had pitched this to me, like you can have four majors and never get to play the Masters. Or you can only have the Masters and you win it, but you get to play in all the other ones. I would have picked the Masters. So let me let me tell I'm in you it for yeah. the experience of playing Augusta. If I could look, if I played Augusta today, dream come true. I'd probably quit golf because that's all I ever wanted to do, anyways. But just play it. Just play it. I just want to play it one time, and this entire journey i have been on can be over okay i can stop worrying about it i can move on <laughs> to other things okay but i also know that today i would not win the green jacket i'm not in it for the green jacket i'm in okay. it to one day play augusta national in my whole heck i just want to go to augusta national and the lottery is unfavorable to me me Listen, too yeah. I just want to play it. So if you had said I could have four majors, but I could never, ever play at Augusta National, I would have picked the Masters. Okay. I've got some caveats for myself. Mm -hmm. For me, it would, be, it would be to win the Masters. Okay. Because I think there's like, there's just so, like, you get to go forever. There's just so much lore behind it. You get a locker. Like, you get to go be celebrated for a week every year at the Masters. That's right. Like they can never turn you away from Augusta again. <laughs> uh, the only other way I wouldn't do it is if it would have to be, it would have to be at the old course of St. Andrews. Mm -hmm. It would have to be a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Mm -hmm. It would have to be a U.S. Open at probably uh, the Black Course. Yep. Um, why can't I remember the name of this course now? What's the what's the black course? The New York State Park. Mm -hmm. You forget it as well. Beth Page. Beth Page Black. Yes. Um, that's two times now, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, we're almost, almost <laughs> man. Like, where would the PGA have to be? I don't know. Then the PGA can be anywhere. Yeah. But it's got to be like I, those three courses have to be like the the champion involved. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd probably go with the Masters. All right. I like. All it. right. What'd you do in golf this week? Uh, I put new paint jobs on my putter. You guys saw that on Instagram. Yep. I put new paint jobs on my son's wedges. He went for uh, Ricky Fowler orange, so all cool. his Vokey wedges are now orange. Nice. Um, they they came out pretty cool. Uh, we we shared that because that was up on his Instagram. Yeah. And then I um, did like a whole new work job on my daughter's putter. She's got a new grip. Everything's in pink, glitter face. Um, that turned out really cool. And That's then cool. pink paint fill. That is really cool. So yeah, I've just been I've just been painting clubs because I got all my stuff in. 
that yeah. I had ordered because I'd run out. You've got to teach me how to paint clubs because I accidentally pulled the head off of my Scotty Cameron bullseye putter. Well, speaking of that, actually, I learned how to torch. I, I learned how to oil torch a, a metal. So, so I should I, send that to you? Yeah, well, send it to me when I, when I actually practice. So I'm not, I don't want to ruin your putter. Yeah, don't ruin my putter. No. I can send you I can send you it. I can send you a few other putters you can ruin. Oh, please. <laughs> if you don't mind paying the shipping, yeah. I will play with with a No, I think there's I think there's a few putters. like old McGregor ones in the barn at the house. Mhm. I might have um, to go pick them up. I know I have one that I more, that I can try. Taking lessons again so I'm working on my swing again. Good. Shortening up my backswing opening up on the backswing. And then my goal this week is to break 40 at my par 35 nine hole golf course. Well, there you go. I've shot sort of 41 to 42. So like five over to seven over. I want to break sort of like five over. Yeah. I want to get back. My handicap's a 10. I dig four. it. I want to get back to sort of like my handicap. Mm -hmm. So that's my goal this week, playing golf. Oh, and Good. having lots more YouTube videos up. I like that. Yeah, so we're going to have a decent amount of YouTube videos up. So you guys enjoy. Thanks for listening to The Swingdom again. Yeah, and go check us out, like we, like Ben said, on YouTube. Yep. Um, where you can also catch our podcast, um, and you can see us on video. Yeah. Um, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Um, check us out on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Swingdom. Mm -hmm. um, and right now we're doing a giveaway contest. So go, um, we're giving out, a uh, free box of Bridgestone golf balls. So go on there. Do you mean um, Nikes? No, actual Bridgestone. <laughs> um, I bet we would have a flood of participants if they were old Nike balls. Um, no, go on there. Uh, we have a post on there. So go like it, tag two friends, and follow us on Instagram. Yeah, really please. love the support. So come check Tag, out. follow, subscribe, review. Yeah. Comment. Get involved. Of course, we're on iTunes. Send us an email at theswingdomofgolf at gmail.com. Um, pitch us some ideas for uh, content. Talking points, and, yeah. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about them. And we're going we to have golf next week. Ah, oh, no, it's so cool. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later, Gunner. All right. Thanks, Ben. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Swingdom. Remember, we're just two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given. <laughs>